0: It's the ability of the leadership team to be able to steer through the challenging times, and it's the ability to learn from their challenging times to, to make you stronger for the future. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices
1: from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm Terry Lapovsky, and a huge thanks for joining us again. This week, we're going to be exploring the topic of taking off as a leader with my esteemed guest all the way from London in the UK, Mr. Paul Spencer from Avia Reps. Paul, a huge welcome and a big thanks for joining us on Inspiring Leaders. Hi, Terry. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to reconnect with you again. Listen, to start things off, here's my first question for you, Paul. What leader has inspired you, and why?
0: Mm, what leaders inspired me? Well, um, Winston Churchill is the leader that inspired me. Challenges that we face today are all very much similar to challenges that Winston Churchill faced back in his time as Prime Minister of the UK. They're just packaged differently today for us in business. It's about winning new business. For Churchill, it was about winning the different campaigns such as North Africa and it's about maintaining client satisfaction while Churchill had to keep the home front happy along with all his allies. It's about profitability. In companies today in business, it's about the profitability of the company. For Churchill, it's about how to keep a country and an economy mobilized to to meet the demands uh, during and post-war. Human resources, it's about getting the right people in to do the job Leaders in business have to build a team so they can get the job done. For Churchill, it's about building a team in order to get the job done and to achieve amazing results. It's about competition, understanding what your competitors are doing. What is the other side doing? What can they do and what are they doing and what can we do to, to, to be better than the competition? And it's about communication. It's about bridging the, the gap between different forms of communication. Today, in the 21st century in the modern world, it's how we embrace and communicate via social media. And for Churchill back then, it's, you know, how to communicate with tools such as radio.
1: One thing that really gets me about you is that you draw your inspiration from high sources. Picking a guy like Winston Churchill, you're looking to somebody that I think anybody would agree is one of the greatest leaders that we've had in recent memory. Earlier in his career, he made a lot of mistakes. He took a lot of roads that he had to backtrack from He really had a lot of challenges that he had to work through. But as we look back on his career now, we see a legacy of a really strong leader, somebody who just had a headspace for challenges, rose to the occasion, but it wasn't always that way. And I think the lesson that I take from this is that it's never too late for us to shape our legacy. We always have an opportunity right here, right now, to actually show people what it is that we're made of and to show ourselves.
0: If you pick up what you said there on Legacy, people don't really remember for your failures, unless they're spectacular failures, which hopefully none of us have. They always remember you for your successes and and what you did to inspire those around you and your team in order to make those successes.
1: That's very true. I'm thinking about our history, Paul. Uh, You know, you're not an old guy like me. I think you're relatively young, and yet you've already enjoyed a great career in the aviation industry. I'm thinking about some of your past employers. You've worked for British Airways. You've worked for Lufthansa. You worked with Air Canada, where you and I met before you became the general manager at Avia Reps in the UK. Now, you've had a lot of success in your career. Because you and I have worked together on past projects, I happen to have been very impressed with the way that you've conducted yourself. And in particular, there's something about you that is very different. You've been extremely intentional and made conscious decisions to inspire others. In fact, I would even say that you have carefully planned your way to inspire others, whether it was clients, peers, managers, or now the people on your team. Let's talk about how you have taken off as a leader, what you're up to these days, and maybe if you would, share with us your philosophies on how you inspire others as a leader. My career
0: started 16, 17 years ago uh, working in British Airways in the passenger services team, uh, looking after long-haul passengers in the old Terminal 4 at Heathrow Airport. But it was here that I learned about the essence of what it means to, to work for an airline, the highs and the lows. Let's always focus on the positives and the highs, Working for an airline, got kind of something special about it. It brings a certain sheer magic, the ability that airlines can fly people all around the world. And in LinkedIn and on my CV profiles, I talk about all passengers being basically linked to childhood memories about that. That child being at the, the airport window looking out to the aircraft, being inspired. They're going to fly to somewhere new. The ability to travel and experience new places, you know.
1: Well You know what, Paul? It's not just the child. That's me. Every single time I go to the airport, that's me staring out the window. There's something about aviation that you're absolutely right about. It's fascinating, and it's great to be part of it.
0: I don't think we intentionally forget. I think it just kind of happens, it becomes almost a, a mundane thing from flying from A to B, and what technological experiences aviation is to get from A to B. I mean, for me, when I worked at British Airways, I was very lucky. I worked with with Concorde, which obviously flew people from from London to New York in in under four hours. And throughout my time, I've seen the introduction of the Airbus A380, then the world's largest passenger airliner flies over 500 people from A to B. And I've seen new aircraft such as the Boeing 787. So people just need to remember it's the ability and the magic of flying from one place to a new destination on, on magical new aircraft that are technological leading.
1: I have not had the pleasure of being on a 787 yet, but everything that I've seen from them this seems to be a real leap forward in aviation, isn't it? Oh, absolutely.
0: Both the, the A380 and the, and the Boeing 787, I mean, two totally different concepts, you know, the way Airbus and Boeing see the passenger industry developing and what aircraft they use to service uh, those destinations. But what both the A380 and and what the Boeing 787 Dreamliner bring, it brings back that glamour of flying. It takes away the noisy old aircraft that we're all used to in the 70s and 80s, and it brings back up that little bit of magic, you know, that, that kind of, if you're travelling first or business class, it brings back that the glamour of, of flying again.
1: Right, yeah, absolutely. So you really have taken off. You've really kind of started off with working with the customers directly, and I can imagine that you probably fought your way through the customer frustrations of cancelled flights, but you also saw the amazing highs of getting people off to destinations despite challenges. After all of that, through British Airways, Lufthansa, Air Canada, and now with Avia reps, you've just climbed that I hate to call it corporate ladder because I think it's more like climbing a mountain than a ladder, but you've managed to continually rise up as a leader.
0: That's come through basically learning about the highs and the lows of the aviation industry, that travel industry that we work in. We all know that. We've all focused on the highs and that's where we should do but uh, we have to learn that there's been some tremendous lows and then our industries is can be tremendously impacted by geopolitical and economic events profitability and, and the challenges of tight margins but for me in terms of developing my career it basically how do we develop and learn from those low periods and develop into the highs I mean Air Canada's a fantastic example went through some very challenging times financially now is one of the fastest growing carriers on the planet because it's, it's learned from its mistakes, it's learned from the challenges, and it's put forward and developed a very strong, robust business plan, basically to make it the strong, growing carrier that it is today. And that's what I've done in my career. I've learned from any mistakes or challenges I've had, built them into the person that I am today to take me to, to the next level.
1: Well, I know that you are instrumental from the other side of the pond for Air Canada, in helping them to build that airline up to become one of the the best airlines in North America. As a matter of fact, voted Best Airline in North America by Skytrax magazine year after year after year. They keep winning that award as the Best North American Airline. So bravo to you for your part in that and for all of the folks that were joining you as a team effort in that one. You were working for uh, Duncan Bureau. I was, yeah. With Air Canada. And what an amazing team. I've had a great opportunity to meet not only you at that time, but a lot of your colleagues. And I was so impressed with one of the best teams that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. So that was a great experience.
0: Duncan Bureau, I mean, he's a very inspirational leader. And, and the strength of the success that Air Canada sees in the international sales arena due to the inspirational leadership that Duncan brings. If you look at my career when I worked for British Airways, I worked for Lufthansa, I worked for Air Canada, and now I work for Aviureps, one of the things that brings all the elements together for all these successful companies is basically strong leadership. And it's the ability to steer through the turbulent highs and lows that we all face in our businesses, be it aviation or be it oil and energy or whatever. It's the ability of the leadership team to be able to steer through the challenging times. And it's the ability to learn from those challenging times to, to make you stronger for the future. And I, I divide that into, into three little areas. So it's the ability to acknowledge the, the failure because by acknowledging your failure, you learn about your strengths and weaknesses, not just as a company, but as an individual. Yeah. Once you know your strengths and weaknesses, that gives you the ability to seek out new business opportunities because you can take a holistic view of what the competition are doing and then you find that gap in your business to basically go out and win that new business. And then and last is basically the ability to accept change as a company, as an individual, or as, as a team.
1: You know, Paul, something that always struck me about you, and I, I alluded to this a little earlier, you have always really stood out as somebody who literally takes time. You seem to book time in your calendar to sit there and think about, how can I be a more inspirational leader? I'm wondering if what you've just described, these three steps that you take, is that part of the process that you go through in figuring out What can we learn from our past challenges? Where are the gaps and how can we capitalize on that? I
0: don't just do it in my own career. I look at the leaders that I've had. I've looked at the business challenges that we've had. I've shaped that into basically developing my career goal for the future. We've all worked for good leaders and we've worked for bad leaders. And you can equally learn from a good leader just as you can from a bad leader. But for me, when I developed my leadership, my career goal, It was not to be just the normal everyday leader. It's basically how to be an inspirational
1: and game-changing leader. And you've kept that goal front and center. You have never let that go as long as I've known you.
0: Absolutely. It's been a journey. It's been challenges in order to get where I am today. If I look back to where I was when I was that young passenger services agent in, in Terminal 4 and looking where I wanted to be, it was about how do you become the manager? How do you go to the next step? And it's about gaining experience. It's about being recognized to embrace change.
1: Every time I sit on a plane, buckle up. And before the taxiing starts, they go through that routine of, here's what to do in case of emergency. And they talk about the oxygen mask. And they say, make sure that you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help anybody else. In other words, you have to take care of yourself first before you're in a position to be able to help others. It strikes me that, Paul, that's exactly what you've done in your career you've really taken a hard look in the mirror. You've worked on yourself first. And I think that that's how you're in a better position to be able to help others. By
0: learning from those past experiences, you can share what you've learned with other members of your team or within your organization, because we all have a story to share. And if we all share that story and listen to other stories, it develops ourselves, it develops your team, it develops
1: your organization. And so what's happening now, Avia Reps is doing extremely well. You seem to be on a march. You're just on a very purposeful and intentional march right now. You're doing well. You've now taken over the leadership for the UK region. Tell me a little bit about what's happening with Avia Reps.
0: So, yeah, no, this is a tremendously uh, fascinating time for Avia Reps in the UK and Ireland, uh, but also for Avia Reps globally. I mean, we have over 62 offices in uh, 40 countries worldwide. In the UK, I joined the team uh, in early May 2017 and we successfully combined three offices under one roof and our new organisational setup of a team of over 30 specialist individuals has allowed us to successfully and proactively go out there and win new business. And this has been very successful and most importantly down to the amazing team that, that I work with, not just great leaders at head office level but also great leaders within the sales team that that I'm part of leading.
1: The other part of that, which I think you're probably underselling, is having that sense of common purpose that everybody is aiming towards. Because I see that what you guys are doing is fantastic. You're growing things. It's working out really well. You're really on a purposeful march out there. You're really helping people to connect around the globe. You're getting people to get to the destinations that they've wanted to get to or that they need to get to. Speaking of which, now that I'm saying that, I'm thinking that I'd love to get back to London in the near future. Back to Regent Street and Piccadilly Circus and all of the incredible culture that I know and love in London.
0: Terry, you're welcome anytime. time. In AviUps, we don't just service aviation partners. We, we service tourism destinations. And, the, you know, the two work hand in hand. Aviation feeds tourism. But tourism creates the the drive and the demand for airlines to fly from A to B, you know. So, you know, we're part of the bigger picture that helps connect the world. And and that's our aim to smoothly and efficiently and passionately connect the world. We're now basically going out and successfully winning new business for our company. So, for example, we've just won a very big uh, Taiwanese carrier, China Airlines, which is going to fly to the UK four times weekly. We've won a number of, of tourism cl- clients going forward as well, so a tremendously exciting time for
1: us. And you're helping the economy as well, aren't you?
0: We are, especially during these troubled times of, of pre-Brexit, absolutely.
1: Yes, and of course, all of the threat of global terrorism and all that sort of thing. People are perhaps a little gun-shy to get on a plane and go somewhere. You're making it easy. You're helping people to get from A to B. You're helping people to reach out and connect with others around the world, see destinations, experience culture. Now, let's, let's take a step back from, from aviation in general, and let's take a look at just leaders overall. Two questions for you, Paul, before we wrap up. And the first one is, I'm really interested in your perspective of the biggest challenges that you see facing many of today's leaders.
0: So for me, the, the biggest challenges facing leaders today, it's all too easy to say increased competition and decreasing prices. But for me, as I referred to earlier on uh, in our discussion, It's about the ability to embrace change and how to effectively to communicate that change. You know, in order for an organization to succeed, you need to be able to to understand that we live in an ever-changing world with increased competition. And to be able to successfully, to, to meet that competition head on and to be successful, you need the support of your colleagues, your partners and your customers. You need to embrace a culture change, to do things differently. Not focus on what we can't do and why we can't do it, but focus on what we can do, and how we can achieve it.
1: I'll shine a little light on some of the practices that I know that you've had in the past. Before you compose a message that's going out to a great number of people, before you write an article that's going to be published online, I know that you take a lot of time to think about it and really get your head wrapped around it. So for you to say that It's the way that you bring that message forward and the way that you communicate. I'm taking that one to heart because I know it's coming from a guy who cares about that very deeply. Now, here's my other question for you, Paul. What does inspired leadership mean to you? What does inspired leadership mean to me? Can I just preface this by saying I've been waiting to ask you this? Have you? Yeah, what does it mean to you? Well, for me, I put
0: inspired leadership into four main pillars. The first one is to passionately believe in the product that you have to sell and passionately believe in your team and yourself and your effectiveness to get the job done. Pillar number two is to focus on the strengths and play on these. Focus on what you're good at. When we worked in the past, we talked about it's all too easy to focus on, on the weaknesses and, and trying to improve those weaknesses so you become a mediocre player. For me, it's about identifying the key strengths of your team, your product, your organisation, And you play to those strengths in order to achieve the best. It's attitude. Pillar number three is all about attitude. It's about how you take those knocks and when you get knocked down, learn from those experiences. Pick yourself up and say, right, what have I done from this? What can I do to make myself better? What can I do to make the organization better? You know, And with that positive mind, that strong attitude, it allows you to reach that next level. And then pillar number four is effective communication. Listen listen clearly listen to your customers needs listen to the needs of your team and then before you act clearly communicate love it that is what inspired leadership means to me
1: i love how you broken it down into those four pillars i think that that's brilliant thank you very much for that paul listen the last thing i wanted to ask you is this people are going to want to connect with you i can promise you that how are they going to find you out there
0: absolutely i mean you can find me on LinkedIn. And you can also find me on Twitter at Fly Spencer.
1: Excellent. Listen, I'll put that into the show notes and I'll make sure that people have the links to connect with you there. Thank you so much for being part of the Inspiring Leaders podcast, Paul. I really do appreciate you sharing your perspectives, your experiences, and some of the steps that you've taken in your own career to really take off as a leader. So that was excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. A real pleasure. Listen, before we run, I also want to thank some of our listeners out there for all of the feedback that you're providing us on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. That kind of feedback is fabulous. And it's also the kind of feedback that makes getting folks like Paul Spencer on the show a reality. I also wanted to point out a great comment from Lord Baba on iTunes. Great name, by the way. He says, This is great to listen to while I work out. That's exactly what we're doing here. We're aiming to try to give you these short 20-minute podcasts that just fit in really well to your commute, to your workout, when you're mowing the lawn. Whatever it happens to be, we want to make sure that we're providing a convenient experience for you. So thanks for that comment. Also, I want to encourage every one of our listeners to head over to our website, ubiquityleadership.com slash podcast and look for that customer survey button on the top right. Let us know what it is that you want to hear and your reception to what's happening on the show so far. We love to hear from you. We hope to hear from you again. And we hope that you'll join us again next time. Bye for now and take care.